evening. Welcome to the Factor Review, a weekly in-depth analysis into the news and current affairs here in Mongolia with our commentator and economist, Gerald DeFacto. Good evening. And I'm Anand Tumurtov for MNB World. And you can join in the conversation on, on Facebook and on Twitter with the hashtag Gerald underscore DeFacto. And you can watch us live on MNB World on Facebook. Today in our program, Will the proposed constitutional amendments bring about better governance? The Mongolian People's Party proposed having one constituency. Is this viable or is it just a distraction? Two Mongolian diplomats were caught bringing heroin into Germany. Who were they and what do their accents say about Mongolian foreign policy? Okay, on to our first story. Ever since the Mongolian People's Party took power in Parliament, there have been talks of amending the Constitution. In May of 2016, a working group was established to draft a constitutional amendment. And last Thursday, a draft of the amendments to the Constitution was presented to the Speaker of Parliament, and more than two-thirds of the Parliament signed off on the, on the draft bill. So um, uh, this, this would be the second time uh, the problem would be amending the constitution. And do you think that um, through this constitutional amendments, we can have maybe a, a stable government? And does this amendment fully meet the principles of our uh, of monitoring the government? And does it also play into accountabilities and all that? Well, according to the ruling party, who has initiated and who is going to amend these constitutions? Mm -hmm. Yes, they say they have organized the so-called um, consultative opinion, consultative democracy, consultative yeah. uh, opinion, where they got um, many thousands of people opinion, mm -hmm. and they have been coming to Zambata once. They had the whole, the whole. The Parliament Palace was full, filled with these people, and they discussed two, three days the possible amendments. They were selected just by uh, very options, certain options, and then they think that they are represented the whole country. Mm. But uh, some, uh, in particular, the opposition party has different opinion. Mm. But anyway, this and many other discussions, debates were held. Yes. And the total, they say, 5.4 million opinions, comments came to the, the subcommittee for mm. the amendment of these constitutions. And more importantly, out of 76 parliament members, mm. 67 of them have signed for, for first round of discussions at the parliament sessions about those suggested amendments. Mm. It will take another round and the, the parliament has a legitimate right to amend constitutions yes. as um, six, number six uh, provision of Mongolian constitution and 69th article says mm. that three-fourths of parliament members if approved then the amendments will be valid. Yes. Three-four of 76 is 54 but we, they have already 67. Yes. So probably they will go ahead. 
mm. with these amendments. Mm. So yes, they're in a very good position to amend this, uh, amend the constitution. The last time was in 2000, and people did not really like that, uh, those amendments in those years. And do you know if, if, if the Mongolian public really support the changes to this constitution? And what do you think of this constitu constitution changes? Well, the important thing, the question in front of everybody is whether this constitution changes will make Mongolia more better, stable, mm. prospering country. Uh, <clears throat> but in order to answer these questions, we, we should know what is making Mongolian government non-stable. Since 1990, we have almost 20 governments and it means one and a half a year for average government term. Yeah. It's really not stable. And why it is not stable? Why it is keep changing their government? It is connected with the conflict of interests, connected with uh, uh, party activities and party elections, financing. Mm -hmm. Because this financing is secret. Even the members of political parties don't know in details. As a result, it, it is kind of giving a birth to corruption, to mm. further development of corruption in the country. First issue, why is it not stable? The second question is, Mongolian political uh, institutions, uh, I mean, economic government, all institutions are not consisting of people selected based on merit. Mm. They are selected mostly the closeness to their political party leaders, which makes weaker the institution instead of making stronger. Mm. And do you think those, those amendments will change that maybe? They, they, I mean, they, okay, uh, the third question was here, uh, whether it does it balance yeah. to three branches of power. Uh -huh. So these new amendments are addressing these issues. First, about the political party financing, they demand the political parties specifically provide a uh, certain provision that the political party must have mm -hmm. uh, disclosed their political party financing and also would provide the conditions where the state can also finance partially the political parties. About the, uh, about the people, public officers, based on merit or not, they address in this, way, this issue in this way. They say that after elections, the, there, will not, there will not be any public offices changes. People, you know, because the political elections, they try to be more like to classical democracy. Mm -hmm. And the third, uh, to have a balanced, the judicial power, for example, they will have a, a responsibility council of the courts, mm -hmm. uh, the, the judges, judges. Uh, which will consist of 10 members. Five of them will be nominated from the uh, parliament, which I, it makes me a little bit uh, upset and not believe that if five of them are nominated again from the uh, parliament, how much it will mm. be uh, independent. The other thing is uh, concerning the constitutional court, they, the, the new amendment says that they will uh, not give a chance for politicians to be a member. So very not clear what politicians they have in mind. Mm -hmm. So this, etc., small and here in the amendments, but 
in general, they, the amendments address those three concerns which make the government not stable. Mm -hmm. So it is, I believe, one step ahead than from the current uh, positions. But also the most the 2000 amendments was main controversial thing was, we call it del, double yes. del, yes. where the parliament member can be also a cabinet member. Yes. Now we have 16, uh, they change, 16, 15 ministers, but now this new constitution says five, five maximum. Five, yes. Well, it's another attempt to solve the issue which could be solved, let's say, by two chambers, for example. Mm. So they keep the current system as it is, but only they change also president term into one for only six years yes. and minimum age 55. 55. So this kind of changes are there, which I believe are one step ahead towards better solutions. Mm -hmm. Do you think by making it only five members from parliament to have a ministerial position is a, is a good change? Why not get rid of all of it? Like why, make, why not have five? Maybe? You know what happened? Uh, if you give, if all, all cabinet ministers can be parliament members, then it will be a confusion because yes. 18 of the 76 seats will be in executive, they have a two double deals, 18, yeah. which is one fourth quarter of the parliament members. And why not, for example, not all of them not to be parliament member, right? That's mm -hmm. the question. Uh, yes, we had the situation, but then it turned out we have a very powerful prime minister who does not listen to parliaments. Mm -hmm. So that's why they have, that's originally why they have changed the constitution in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, um, so what should the public, my last question on this topic is what should the public look closely into these changes to, this, to the Constitution? Well, public is asking questions whether whatever amendments are coming to mm. the Constitution, will it make justice in Ulaanbaatar, in Mongolia? That's the question, because there is still quite not justice existing in Mongolia. Mm people come into political power, to ruling uh, the heads of many public uh, administrations. These people are becoming rich and mm. they are selling our land under the table. Good example is all around how Ulaanbaatar land is used. Yeah. Look at the valleys of Bogd, the South Mountain. Yeah. Nobody is taking responsibility, yet everybody is selling one spot for maybe several million dollars yes. and the money is not coming to state coffee. Yes. And many lands, if they, are, if they were auctioned, for example, the, the proceeds would be enough money to have good san sanitation conditions for Gert district. Mm -hmm. And instead now, few people, I don't know how they are receiving this whole permissions, licenses, but I know one thing, those who is becoming ministers, in particular Minister of Protection of the Nature, for example, these people are becoming rich. Mm. That's a shame. Well, moving on to our second topic it's also pertains to the to laws and earlier this week uh, the mongolian people's party actually proposed a major changes to the election and and in, in those changes uh, were having one constituency and giving those voters uh, basically mongolians the right to choose all 76 members of parliament in 2015, new legislation determined that the presidential, parliamentary, and local elections would be regulated by one law. But lawmakers now see that 
that though that law was different, and they drafted a new amendments to proposing that the presidential and the parliament and local elections should be regulated by different laws. So yeah, uh, early this week, the, um, our deputy speaker of parliament proposed that with this working group that proposed that we should have one large constituency, and it was the, the probably the best choice to have a voting system. That was his argument. And do you think, um, how, how would we, our nation never had this kind of a constituency. And what do, you, what do you think of this changes maybe? Well, according to him, the deputy speaker, who is the head of also the People's Party, mm. he said that <clears throat> we have tried many for different versions and now it's the fifth. And it's the best he said. Yes. His argument is to make a control country into a single constituency, single district. Yes. And every political party will, uh, larger parties probably will go with 76 candidates, mm. Mm. and smaller parties maybe fewer, and then the independents come. So altogether, there will be probably they will estimate about five, six hundred, seven hundred people coming to the elections, mm. and. Uh, <clears throat> this is a, actually it's called party list. They will bring party list of 76 people. Okay. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> similar system is existing, for example, in Israel. Mm. The whole tech country is a single constituency. Mm. And but the first they select, they decide each political party how much they mm. have seats, then the candidates who will take these uh, seats mm. from the list, mm. from the top, whoever is receiving larger voice, mm. votes. So that's the system. It's called a larger proportional system of mm. voting. Mm -hmm. And do you think this will actually bring the, change, the good changes? It will be better for Mongolia? There is a one positive thing. Uh -huh. The voter will have more choices. Before we had, say, from one political party, two candidates, and none of them we don't like, yeah. for example. So even there is an idea that maybe we will put in the voting list that none of them I want to yeah. vote, like yeah. we call it white option, white vote last, yes. last at the presidential elections, we call it. So you have a cho oh, good thing is you have options. Now options so much that you have 700 yes. <laughs> candidates and you have to select one. But the, there is some technical difficulty with that, which can be solved as well. Uh, when the, you come to the voting ballot box, you just select, because it gives you a chance once you are electing just one, you already elect before you leave your home, mm -hmm. whom you will elect, you know you come and uh, pick up the particular party or candidate, there is a book, separate books or lists will be there. That person picks up that person whom he won't elect and mm. he will highlight that, that, that page, uh, highlight yes. with black, and then it goes to a counting machine. There are many he will put, put into probably another box. So this is the way how this technical issue can be solved. Yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> so that's uh, technically it sounds like this, but uh, that will be not easy also for many people in particular, uh, not well-known people, mm. including the candidates, independent candidates, but that's to be elected. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, 
only well known for good or for bad, politicians will have more chance mm -hmm. to be elected because the people, first of all, I mean, good or bad, but they try to vote somebody whom they know. So those new or smaller parties, new candidates, they will have more problems. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, we probably need to change a bit time of uh, the campaign time, mm -hmm. campaigning time, if it's too short, two weeks. So this kind of, I think, consequence will come. Mm -hmm. Lawyer Inkbayer actually spoke about if we have this kind of a system that we will actually lose representation in the ethnic minorities and other rural areas. Do you agree with that? That's what one of the negative part is. Maybe very remote areas mm. may lose or minority may lose their representative as the person usually, everybody knows, usually yes. stay or live in Ulaanbaatar city. Wow. So they will have a Mulambata city will have more chance to be represented compared with the remote areas. Yes. Yeah, that's one concern. But positive side also is now when we have a smaller constituencies, every parliament member is working for that constituencies in our limited public money is divided into small fractions mm. and not creating something substantial that is changing life of people, daily life of the people. Mm -hmm. As a result, nothing is changed because very small money is used for, say, local development, regional development, a road, buildings, kindergarten, schools. Then when it is not enough money, the people leave the countryside, come to Ulaanbaatar yes. and creating more, more pollutions and, uh, and uh, uh, conjunctions in the, in the city. Yes. And uh, I heard that also by making this, um, the parties, the Mongolian People's Party is so broken that they're proposing this. And how would you see that, how will this election system affect the composition of the political party maybe? I think in a, in a rather positive way than negative, because before competition in between the members of the same party, same candidates, yes. uh, candidates of the same party, they were, I mean, they had the chance to personally attack, you know, all this possibility there was. But now you cannot attack 75 of your political party candidates. Yes. So the way you make a difference is you come and go out, uh, discuss, be different on your position about principles, about political party financing, more transparency, this kind of discussions. The debates of the institution's capacity will go rather deeper mm -hmm. than on the surface as it was before. Mm -hmm. So I hope in that sense it will be better, one. Secondly, say, uh, say Mongolia, one and a half about million voters. Yes. Divide into 76, then we have about 20,000 votes per seat. And this out of the 76 from a political party, from the top may receive not 20, maybe 100,000, 200,000, which is almost like 10 times more than they say middle mm. list person, right? Yes. So first of all, the 76 seats are taken proportionally by the amount of votes that this political party have. Mm -hmm. So they may have say 36 seats, one to one party. But now they have 36 seats, but 75 candidates. Mm. They go from the top. But it usually stops maybe at the level of 20 mm. because they should be minimum threshold. Like Israel has 3.2 mm. 
percent of the votes mm -hmm. is minimum giving you ticket to go into the club. Mm. Uh, in Kazakhstan, 7%. Kyrgyzstan, 5%. So Mongolia should have this threshold, which is not yet specified. And uh, what I'm afraid of is they, can, they will not be specifying in this law, then they can just regulate by some way resolutions, mm. which will cause more steering. Mm. Because the other political parties in the list down they want to be there too. Mm. So that's the uh, situation. Mm -hmm. so, uh, my last question for this topic is that some people are saying that this is actually a distraction, that this law will not pass. And it's just a distraction for, from, the, from the constitutional amendments. Do you agree with that? Mm. I think even let it be distractions, but still this uh, ruling party is going to discuss this issue. Both issues, constitutions amendments and this issue, right? Really? Because 85% of the public, the, the seats they have. Yeah. But the dangerous thing for those newcomers, mm. they are, among the 65, they were quite new parliament members. Mm. Not everybody knows except their voters, them. Those people will have problem with this sort of election system because mm. they are not well known. Yes. So they may oppose it, giving a more chance to have a less than a third, three quarter of, of the parliament members. Okay. Only in that case, these two laws will not be adopted. Otherwise, it will be adopted. Mostly adopted, I think, because the People's Party has traditions, you know, boss is boss, so let's see. Oh, oh scary. Okay, I'm moving on to our th third topic. Last week, the international online news outlets reported that Mongolian diplomats uh, smuggled uh, heroin, 70 kilograms of heroin into Dresden, Germany. The diplomats were caught, in fact, arrested in May, but their story is just now gaining attention. And the Mongolian Ministry of Foreign Affairs actually acknowledged the incident. It's been confirmed that the two Mongolian citizens who, who were arrested last month were a diplomat and a driver for the Mongolian consulate in Istanbul. So, um, I, actually, I assume that they will not actually show the names, but they did. So tell us, who were these people who, who used diplomatic passports to smuggle drugs across borders? Not even Mongolian borders, it was from uh, a foreign border to a foreign border. Several countries, huh? Yes. Uh, the news actually hit with ekipress.com. Uh, Understand it's a key party, uh, the more Turkish ruling party mm. press, I understand. And uh, they have put in English this news. The events happened a month before, but it was on June 6. Yes. These two diplomats were arrested nearby Dresden. They, show, had, they have refused to be checked, showing their passport and uh, demanded diplomatic immunity. And the German police said that you are not accredited in Germany, so we will not regard you as diplomats. So they have, of course, uh, disclosed everything, and they have found this uh, heroin, 70 kilos, in two separate, I understand, bags, or uh, probably. And uh, <clears throat> they were coming from Czech, although yes. to, to, so they, they looks like they have crossed several border yeah. and came to Germany. and. Um, Probably, if they arrest them in Dresden, uh, nearby Dresden on the highway, 
that means I think they knew they giving them more uh, more kind of chance to go deeper and they want to know more, etc. I think this is this kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, but that's very bad news. And it is not first news about Mongolians being involved in uh, cigar, tobacco, now heroin, yeah. now diplomats were using their immunity, basically falling our face in front of the world community. Yeah. And how how do you think this happened? Did you how connect are these people to our current politicians? Maybe straight. We have a corrupt system. Oh. Political power is corrupt because people go there not based on the the public officers go there not based on merit. They based on how close they are to the political party leader, oh. who controls the whole money, and who dis not disclose. The true money financial situation of a political party, and surprisingly, these members of these political parties never demand. If they were demanding, it could be somehow light there, and it, we had some information which is completely totally secret, which makes the head of the political party look like a mafia boss. Mm -hmm. So close to him and to people whom he has blessing, and these people are coming even to all public offices, including foreign offices. And it's very pity because this one is happening for quite some time. And there are several diplomats who have been arrested, involved in this cigar smuggling now, heroin Drugs. smuggling. There was also fentanyl. Yes, in Russia, the former ambassador, and then in Germany, also diplomats. And I have names of these people in Belgium, hmm. Hungary, Bulgaria. Etc. Etc. And it is very shameful to have these people who having who under, who thinks that diplomat passport is kind of camouflage for their speculation, for their the smuggling of uh, illegal things and doing of any illegal activity. Mm. Do you think this is actually a fallout from the politicians of selling and buying seats? That like the example of the sixty million case of Inkbolt selling seats to, to the highest bidder of uh, people, like the high-ranking offices, maybe. Exactly. Both is, are just the consequences of the corrupt system. And this corrupt system, even, uh, even selling all these positions, including the positions, looks like abroad. Yes, diplomats. And that's un very unfortunate, and it's unacceptable. And we will, we demand, the people should demand the Minister, Minister of Foreign Affairs to take a very urgent measures to stop these people and other people and preventing this kind of coming people to the foreign service of the country. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So my last question, you mentioned that these cases were more, far more in between and so these cases actually happened more and do you, th do you know how can we actually eradicate this culture altogether? One, of course, all this uh, judicial system should work, mm. which should be independent, unfortunately not independent. That's why we are changing these constitutions. Should work this justice system, judicial system first. Secondly, all Mongolians, we should change our culture towards public office. And those people who think today, young people in particular, going to the public office and they think they will reach they will be rich there 
that's a big mistake. They may be momentarily rich, but they momentarily can go to a prison. So public office in uh, the Western countries, diplomat in the democracies, it's called public servants. You come there to serve people, not to make serve yourself and be rich. And if you do, and do you think like this, and one day you will be in a prison for the rest of your life, that's the, I think, major message. Mm -hmm. So it's a culture issue. We should, we, it's, it's a whistleblowing issue. It's fighting for justice. That's the very similar things. It's simple things that Mongolians need to raise their voice. And unfortunately, we are not that uh, much publicly making a voice on these issues. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope more people will voice their issues on, the, on this kind of matter. And unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for watching the Factor Review on MMB World. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.